Welcome to Theological Grazing. So I don't think that I've spent much time talking about post-millennialism on this podcast, nor do I really intend to. Um, I think that the, the term itself is not always the most helpful um, and, and especially right now, there's just a lot of there's a lot of confusion, I think, especially between those who would consider themselves post-millennial and those who consider themselves all-millennial. But something came to mind recently. Um, I know that very often uh, there are those who will try to, in some sense, peg social, the social gospel. Um, as it's so-called, especially in the early 20th century on post-millennialism and how post-millennialism became this kind of very this-worldly theology, this this worldly eschatology. And so everything became, um, you know, the kingdom of God is fixing this world, you know, solving poverty, whatever you might think. And I don't think that's fair for a lot of different reasons. But what I was thinking about more so recently is a lot more connected to the the thinking and reading I've done in the area of industrialization and the role that that has played in shaping American theology and really the, the theology of the world in some sense. I think we often can, in the church, think that we're not as affected by culture as we actually are. And it's just inevitable in a sense that we will be significantly impacted by those cultural movements around us, um, whether it be in technology or entertainment or, or whatever. And so I was thinking about how, you know, really the rise of post-millennialism and then the rise of dispensationalism particularly, these seem to me to correspond pretty closely, not exact, but, you know, lagging a few years, but pretty closely resembling the, the rise of industrialization. Because especially early on in the industrialized move in the, in the West anyway, you have this incredible optimism about what technology and industrializing the workforce will do. And it has some pretty spectacular effects, or so it seems at first, right? Bringing people out of poverty in various ways and and giving people luxuries that maybe they never had before. It seemed like it was too good to be true. And it, you know, know, not to be a guy who gives spoilers, but it was. (laughs) It was too good to be true. I mean, you know, a lot of good has come from uh, industrialization, but, you know, a lot of the alienation that people have from others from family, um, from, from the world, uh, from nature. A lot of this has come as a result in many ways of industrialization. But early on, especially before a lot of those negative effects were, were permeating the whole of the culture and the society, early on it seemed like things were great, right? Everything was going well and it gave this kind of optimistic hope about what technology can do. And that hasn't completely stalled out. There's still people that feel this way with the, you know, you know, with 
the rise in internet technology or others, there's always people who have that kind of optimism that, you know, the world is only going to get better because of this technology without being able to see the negative consequences of what's to come. But then what you have, culturally speaking, and within the church as well, is you have a ri- the rise of dispensationalism, you know, the use of things like the Schofield Reference Bible and others that, you know, made this view very popular, this, this you know, eschatological view that is very much so uh, negative when it comes to the direction of the world, right? Things are just going to get worse and worse and worse in the world. And that also corresponds, especially as it, it arose from mo- more or less the underclass, the work, the workforce, um, the lower classes of society. Um, this is where this arises the most and takes on the largest popularity, at least at first. And these are also the people that saw and felt very keenly the the destructive side of industrialization the soonest, right? They experienced the destabilization of society in a way that those in upper classes did not feel, at least not right away. Now, I don't know uh, what this has to do with anything. (laughs) Maybe I'm just, you know, this is this is my diary, and so I'm just writing about something that came to mind. I was listening actually to um, the podcast. Um, I think it's you know Chalk Knocks Unplugged with Jason Farley on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Highly recommend the podcast. One of my favorite things to listen to. I love Jason Farley and and just the way he thinks about the world uh, is really um, really great to me. But he brought up the fact that you know with the rise of the social gospel, conservative Christians. Right, those who held to the Bible, they they kind of really latched on to total depravity because that's one of the things that was jettisoned by those who held to a kind of social gospel, a post-millennial social gospel that you know we could change things just by the the technology, by by feeding the hungry, by doing all these physical things. And what that didn't take into account was total depravity, was the sinfulness of mankind. And so conservatives very much latched on to this doctrine in some sense in a way that kind of obscured some other aspects of what we know about the kingdom of God, of sanctification, and things like this. I won't do it justice, the conversation that he had, and so highly recommend you go check that out. But in listening to it, it just made me think about this move, you know, thinking about this time historically, the early 20th century, late 19th century, and the way in which you have these cultural dynamics already at work or at work at the same time, driven in a similar way, that no doubt played a huge role in these eschatological views. I, I've really wanted to work at, on some kind of writing project, working through what I would call, you know, industrial theology. And I don't know that I've, you know, completely worked it out because this added something new to me, that actually you can have this early era of the thinking of industrialism that is still with a lot of people, especially in upper classes, especially in the tech world, that there's a sense in which we can solve the world's problems through technology. You have that at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution um, very heavily, and it seemed to lend to a kind of optimism. However, uh, the inevitable end of this, because industrialization, as it alienates people from nature, from the real world, 
it, inevit- it inevitably has significant negative effects on society, on, on the makeup of families. As you remove families from the home, as you remove mothers from the home and even fathers from the home, as you, you take away the connection that, that children have with their parents working together, as you take away the self-sufficiency that was just a necessity of life beforehand and create a complete dependence upon you know, these, these huge supply chains that are distant and something you cannot control at all. And as you start to literally and figuratively strip mine the resources of the world, right? Not thinking of the world as an abundant living organism that God has made to, to give and give and give but as something that has a limited capacity and we just need to suck out all the life from it, a very vampiric, parasitic worldview, which is what I think a lot of industrialization is. Again, not discounting the good that it's done. I'm, I'm glad I'm driving a car and I'm talking into a phone and you're listening to me, right? I, I think there's a lot of benefits, but these are negative consequences that weren't thought through, that weren't, people weren't prepared for, they didn't even notice maybe. And that has taken place. And, and really, right alongside of it, connected to that move, you have this growth in an eschatology that says God is going to do the same thing with the world. The world is going to burn, and he's just going to suck the good things out of it, right? He's just going to rapture the Christians and everything else. Boom, it's gone, right? Literally, God is going to strip mine the world of the righteous. That, that I think, is not... That's not irrelevant, I don't think. Um, or, or I should say, I should say it, the conversation about industrialization is not irrelevant to that theological conversation. That the cultural move in this case, I think, had a significant impact on the theological move. Now I can't. I don't have things to cite right now. I don't. You know, I can't pull that stuff out, and I don't even know if I'd have it if I looked for it. I don't know if this is quite right, but I do think that it's something we should be thinking about. Um, especially when we talk about the history of these eschatological understandings. Because I think it matters. I think it clearly has some kind of a connection. Well, that's all, folks. If you can help me out, rate and review this podcast, share it with a friend, go ahead and email me if you have any questions. We're out.